This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. You have found The Drop Podcast. The Drop is an unbiased, in-depth hockey podcast dedicated to the St. Louis Blues and all the hot topics within the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance DeScott. Thank you for joining us for another episode of The Drop Podcast. I'm your host, Lance Descott. We've got a lot to talk about. Tarasenko trade rumors. We've got the Seattle Kraken expansion draft coming up. There's just a ton of stuff to talk about. The draft is coming up, and it's going to be a very interesting offseason. We're going to talk about Pat Maroon a little bit and get into people just going nuts over him and saying things about him that are just way off base. So let's go ahead and get into it. First of all, let's talk about the Pat Maroon situation. Of course, Pat Maroon's teams he's been on have won three Stanley Cups in a row. People in St. Louis, of course, are going nuts because he's a St. Louis native. And instantly because of this, 70% of the fans won him back. And a lot of them are saying the reason the Blues didn't win the Stanley Cup this year or last year is because they didn't have Pat Maroon. Guys, we've, we've got to stop this. Pat Maroon's a good player. They won the Stanley Cup this year because of Andre Vasilevsky and last year because of Andre Vasilevsky and because of the talent on the team. Did Pat Maroon contribute to this? Yes. But just because a guy wins a cup three years in a row with two different teams does not mean he's a great player. The question's been asked out there, should he be a Hall of Fame player, yes or no? Does he deserve it? Just an asinine question, just a crazy question, no. He does not belong in the Hall of Fame. The only way this man is going to get mentioned in the Hall of Fame is if there is a copy of the Stanley Cup, and they have several of them, with his name on it. That's how Pat Maroon's name is going to get into the Hockey Hall of Fame. Nice guy. Great in the locker room, plays a physical game, has an edge. But come on, guys, he's slower than crap. His talent level is not great. He's a mucker who's got an attitude that can be physical, that can show up when you need him to, and he can irritate people. Those type of guys just normally do not get into the Hall of Fame. And I would venture to say uh, there's a zero chance of him getting into the Hall of Fame Besides his name being mentioned in the Lightning winning two cups in a row and the Blues winning the cup. That's it. He's never making it to the Hall of Fame. I hope that Doug Armstrong is smart enough not to even think about bringing this guy back. Secondly, there's people that are actually thinking, and I'm not joking, that the Blues should go back out to Vegas and try to get Petrangelo back. That he's worth his $8.8 million a year. He's not worth $8.8 million a year. But come on, Lance, he was Vegas' best player in their cup run. He was one of their best players in the cup run. But did he win them a cup? No. Cup wins are team wins. You may have guys that are key to a team win, such as Andre Vasilevsky being the key in this Stanley Cup. But cup wins are team wins. When I look at a player's stats, 
throughout the years, when I see how many years he's played, how many goals he scored, how many assists, so on and so forth, the last thing I look at is cups. You know, a lot of people saying Sidney Crosby is a top five player of all time because he's won several cups. Cups have nothing to do with it. I go solely on his stats, leadership, so on and so forth, what he meant to the game at that time, how he ranked as a player at that time. So for all these people that want Pat Maroon back and think the Blues are going to win a cup if they get him back, or the people that want Petrangelo back and think the Blues are going to win a cup if they get him back, it's way off base. I love the way you guys are passionate about guys and you love the players, but it's crazy how some people just want these guys to continue to stay, continue to be here, uh, such as guys like Carl Gunnarsson who retired. Started seeing a lot of posts on Facebook and Twitter. The Blues need to hire him as a scout. The Blues need to hire him as an executive. The Blues need to hire him as a coach. We have heard that about every Blues player that has retired. Jay Bowmeister, they need to hire him as a coach. They need to hire him as a scout. Not every player is meant to be a scout. Not every player is meant to be a coach. I don't know why Blues fans continue to do this. Um, It's just frustrating to me as a Blues podcaster to see quite a bit of people saying these things. You're welcome to your opinion, but, you know, it's it's not going to happen. I personally don't think Steve Ott has been good for the Blues. You've got a guy that was not very good offensively for the most part of his career, a guy that was a mucker, a crap disturber, going over offensive schemes and being over the offense for your team. Makes zero sense to me. And I'm really hoping that the Blues move on from some of these assistant coaches. I I think they really need to do that. I think they need to do that. And I think if Craig Berube can't get this team back to respectability and we see the same thing next year in this upcoming season where they win two or three, lose three or four, win one, lose two, uh, inconsistent, uh, can't come from behind, uh, go up three to nothing and end up losing five to three, there needs to be a lot of changes made in this team. Now let's get to the expansion draft. A lot of people want Tory Krug to be protected. I highly disagree with that, and here's my reasons. The guy they want to sacrifice instead is Mikola. He's a young guy that's just got a huge upside. He was very good in the regular season when they played him, and he was good in the playoffs. He's going to be a very good defenseman. Tory Krug, I believe, is 31, 32 years old. Might be a little bit older. I'm not sure. He's in his 30s. He's got a salary of around $6.5 million a year. I don't think that Seattle will take him if they leave him unprotected. Because Seattle has already said they want their cap to be somewhere between $60, $63 million and $70 million. They're not going to spend to the cap. They don't want a huge contract unless it's somebody they can market as a star. And they're not going to market Tory Krug as a star. I like Tory Krug. But I think he kind of fell behind in the blue system, just like Justin Falk did. That's why I think if you put him out there, they won't take him and and the Blues will still have him. Maybe he'll be better in his second full year with the Blues. Justin Falk sure was. 
Justin Falk was awesome last year. Now let's get to this hatefulness against uh, Marco Scandella. There were games where Marco Scandella was the Blues defenseman behind Justin Falk. Now people are going to say, well, that's not saying too much. Uh, He needs to go. His deal was just way too much for what we paid for him. But everybody wants Joel Edmondson back at three and a half. Joel Edmondson at, at his time with the Blues towards the end was making a lot of mistakes, taking bad penalties, out of position a lot. Marco Scandella is a good defenseman. Is he a top pairing defenseman? No. Before we start making these lists of who the Blues should and shouldn't protect, we really need to look at how they played. And at the end of the season, I was just shocked at how many people went on and on how terrible Marco Scandella was. Did you guys watch the season? Did you watch it at all? Marco Scandella should be in the Blues uniform next year, whether he's left unprotected or not. That's my thoughts on the Blues uh, expansion draft, which will be July 21st. I think they have to have it in by, if I'm not mistaken, the 16th or the 18th of July. I think it's the 16th. They've got to have it set in stone. So that gives the Seattle Kraken some time to look at things and to see where they want to go. Seattle's going to go for young guys with short contracts, with short cap hits. That way they can see what they got. They can make some trades to improve themselves. And probably starting next year, but especially the year after, they're going to start going forward and probably spending up to the cap. Now let's get to something that I want to talk about personally. In June, I stated with a direct message to one of the people that follow our podcast that a handshake deal was basically done for Tarasenko. And it is. People want me to name the team. People want me to go on and say which team it is, that I've got nothing to lose. Well, I do have something to lose. Number one, the people I know that give me this information, they're one of about two or three people within an organization that knows it. So if I leak this before major media is supposed to get this, that person's job could be on the line. And I'm not going to do that to them. I've promised people that I will give out if certain information, but unless they give me the go-ahead to say, hey, yeah, you can say where the, which team he's going to, or you can say which teams are interested in him like I did with Dunn, I'm not going to do it. You can harass me all you want to on Twitter. You can call me a liar all you want to on Twitter. I don't care. I really don't care. I am more about building relationships and keeping relationships, especially over satisfying some idiots on Twitter, and you guys know who you are, demanding that I say which team or teams the Blues um, have serious talks with or who have a handshake deal with. I'm not going to do it. You're not going to force me to do it. You're not going to guilt me into do it. You're not going to make me feel like I don't know what I'm talking about by doing it. You're not going to tell me just to stop it because you don't think I know what I'm talking about. This is about relationships. And if somebody tells me, hey, you can definitely say which team it is. I've got no problem with it. Then I'll do it. But we all know how the NHL works. These teams want the major media guys to break the stories. They don't want guys like me to break the stories. They don't want uncredentialed media people who have podcasts to break the stories. They just don't. 
And if I come out and give every detail of everything I know, number one, like I said, I lose relationships. Number two, those media members, let's say the beat writers for these teams, find out that somebody knew about this trade before they did. They're going to give that team hell for doing it because they're try- they have a relationship with them people too. And they're going to want to know how it got out before they got to it because they're supposed to get the information first. So I'm not going to bend to your pressure. I'm not going to apologize. I'm not going to back down from what I say. If you don't want to believe me, I could care less. Just go back and do what you do and we'll do what we do here at The Drop. I will tell you right now, I have never lied in any post that I post. And I will never give out sources. Never, ever. I will most likely never be the first person to come out and say, this player is definitely being traded to this team. But like I did with Tarasenko, I said there's a handshake deal in place. And there is. But Doug Armstrong let it be known to this team with a handshake deal. Yes, if I can't get a better offer than that, then we've got a deal for Tarasenko. So I will stick to it. There is a deal out there. If Doug decides to go through with it, great. If he doesn't, fine. I don't care. Would I like to see Vladimir Tarasenko stay? At this point, I really wouldn't. Because I think he's been screwed over by team doctors. And there's been other Blues players that behind the scenes have complained about the Blues doctors. Also, everyone that's attributing him wanting to leave is because he's a whiny baby, that's Tarasenko, because he didn't get to see. That is the farthest from the truth, and it's being based on the fact that a Russian reporter said so. And then all these other Twitter accounts and all the other media around U.S. and Canada picked up on it and stated it as fact. It's not true. Tarasenko is not upset and not crying about be given the seat. You want all honesty? The locker room was divided when Petrangelo got the seat and Steen wanted it. Half the locker room wanted Steen to get it. The other half the locker room wanted Petrangelo to get it. And that caused a riff in the locker room. You're not going to get a player to come out and say that. But that's exactly what happened. And no, I'm not going to give you my source's name. This has been a rant podcast. I normally don't like to do these, but I've been pushed to a point where I'm sick and tired of the allegations of calling me a liar. If you've got proof that I don't know this information, that's one thing. But you don't have any proof at all. To you fans that respect my opinion, and you believe it or don't believe it, but you respect it, and you respect my tweets, I greatly appreciate you. Because like I said, You don't have to believe everything I say, but you're not the guys going out there and calling me a liar and telling me that I have to say which team has a handshake deal for Tarasenko. Some of you are saying, I I don't believe you, but I still like your podcast. Hey, that's great. Thank you for being nice about it. Thank you for sticking with me. To the rest of you few, and you know who you are, and I'm not going to name you because if you listen to this, you're going to know who you are. It doesn't matter whether you believe me. I'm not here to satisfy you believing in what I say. If and when I can give full details of an event, of a trade, of something that happened in the locker room, I I will, just like I did with the Steen and Petrangelo issue. 
I said it years ago and I got bashed for it because Steen's a huge leader. Steen sacrifices so much. And I thought Alex Steen was a great player for the Blues until the last couple years he was here. They should have never signed him to that last contract for such a long period of time. Also, I want to say one more thing. Congratulations to the Montreal Canadiens. I know you guys have been ripped upon ever since you've got past each round. Toronto was supposed to sweep you. Every team that you played was supposed to sweep you. You made it to the Stanley Cup Finals, which you haven't done, I believe, since 93, 94, somewhere in that range. You worked hard. You worked very hard, just like the Blues did, in their season to get to the Cup. A lot of people gave them heck, saying that they didn't deserve it. And a lot of people are giving Canadians fans and you Canadian players heck because they say you didn't deserve to be there. Another team should have played, and it would have been a better Stanley Cup Finals. I thought it was a good Stanley Cup Finals. I thought it was competitive. There were games that the Lightning definitely, you could tell, had a lot more talent. But in that last game, in game five, one to nothing game, guys, one to nothing. You cannot honestly say that Tampa Bay just way outplayed the Canadians. It was a close game. That game could have very easily been 2-1 to one Montreal if some penalty calls would have went their way, if a few other things would have went their way, some bounces. But I'm sure they don't look back at that and go, that cup was ours because we had this bounce go this way. And no, these guys know that they were there because they worked hard and they deserve to be there. I love you Canadians players. You guys do deserve to be there. I love the Canadians fans. And congratulations to you guys. And I hope you build on this for next season. I want to thank everybody for joining me for this partial rant. A little bit of a negative podcast. A little bit of positive thrown in there. Uh, it's great to be back talking to you guys. I will be having some more here shortly. Especially when it gets right before the draft. Thanks again for sticking up for me on Twitter like a lot of you guys have. Everyone here at The Drop greatly appreciates it. And don't worry about those people that are being negative about us. Don't even answer them. They're not worthy of a response. And that's why I have not responded to them. Again, guys, thanks so much for joining me. Until next time, let's go Blues. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app, or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email The Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.